One of the most common objections to Christianity that you ever run into are those who say something like, why would I want a God who orders the destruction of the Canaanites? Today, my friends, we read Psalm 137, which has one of those places in the Bible that talks about smashing babies on rocks. So what's up with all that? How should we respond to others and maybe even to ourselves? Welcome. Hello, Hopeful. This is Roger Corville, and this is For the Hope's Always Be Ready segment, where we supplement our daily Bible read-through with a short exploration sometimes of an idea, something that relates to us thinking more strategically and biblically and living more effectively as Sunday morning touches down on Monday morning, including maybe how we respond to others or maybe even ourselves when something in the Old Testament seems so utterly opposite from a God of love and this Jesus coming to seek and save the lost thing. Before sharing a couple thoughts, I hope you remember this. We are witnesses and ambassadors called to faithfulness, but it's the Holy Spirit's work to convict and convert. And I would hope that The fact that it's the Holy Spirit's work to convict and convert gives you a peace from which you can simply respond to someone with gentleness and respect, right? We never argue people into the kingdom, but God may use you to remove a roadblock for someone. Finally, remember that many times, even most of the time, someone's objections present as rational, but the objection is really emotional. We're going to get to that a little bit later. That said, remember these things. I'll kind of enumerate the points. Number one, the Old Testament was ethical enough for Jesus. As Christopher Wright puts it in the CSB Apologetic Study Bible, Jesus accepted the truth and ethical validity of the Old Testament, right? The scriptures in his own life, mission, and teaching. And you've heard things like in Matthew 5, he goes, you have heard that it was said, But I tell you, you heard sayings like that, and they don't contradict or criticize the Old Testament, but either deepen its demands or they correct distorted popular inferences, right? Love your neighbor meant hate your enemy to many in Jesus' day, even though the Old Testament never says any such thing. So even Jesus affirmed and strengthened the Old Testament ethic. We got to remember, the Old Testament was ethical enough for Jesus. Number two, historical narratives describe what happened, not what was necessarily approved. It makes sense, right? You can't read the whole Bible. You heard me say this earlier. You can't read the whole Bible, examine the whole of history, or look at Jesus himself, fully God, by the way, without coming to the overwhelming conclusion that God's heart is for all people in all of history and he is compassionate and slow to anger for those who repent and believe and even for those who don't sometimes. Historical narratives describe what happened, not what was approved necessarily. Number three, historical events need to be understood for what they are. I mean, slaughtering babies was part of ancient Near East culture, particularly in warfare. Many of Israel's neighbors worshipped gods that demanded child sacrifice. 
And as it regards warfare, there are biblical references to killing babies in four other places besides Psalm 137 that we read today. Number four, some circumstances like God's order to destroy the Canaanites are best understood as capital punishment. The Canaanites were known for child sacrifice and even bestiality and more. They were brutal and evil. So that gets us to an important question. Does God have the right to give someone what they deserve? In this case, capital punishment? Well, yes. (laughs) Ironically, in the same way that we deserve consequences for our sin. And number five, God's patience is an act of grace. Most of the time, God is patient. I mean, like really, 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 really patient. Now, he isn't always, but even in the New Testament, we see this. You might remember the story in Acts 4 about Ananias and Sapphira selling a piece of property, but then lying to the Holy Spirit about how much they sold it for. They got toasted on the spot. That is getting what you deserve. God's patience is an act of grace. And he is really, really, really patient, quite fortunately with me, but often upon all, including even evil evil people. Number six, finally, who are you going to trust is ultimately perfectly good? My friends, I want you to be aware of what is really going on when someone objects to something in the Bible. And maybe this is even something you need to pray about. They are lodging a moral complaint against God. My friends, if someone lodges a moral complaint against God, who are they making the authority, the God? Well, themselves. They trust their own moral judgment versus the perfectly good God of the universe. They trust their own judgment thinking they are making a fully informed decision versus the God of the universe who has perfect knowledge, like somehow there couldn't possibly be another explanation besides whatever they've come up with. So who are they, or maybe even you, going to ultimately trust as perfectly trustworthy and good? That's a real question. And all of this, my friends, calls for gentleness and patience. Psalms like the one we read today, where someone wishes the enemy's kids would get smashed on a rock is A, using descriptive language common to that time, and B, usually a plea for God to bring about his justice. I mean, don't we want justice? Well, yes, when it's the other person. When it's about us, we probably want grace. I love you, my friends. Amen. Amen.